Welcome to another episode of The Unapologists. Today we have the Grand Master of Life, Christopher Polson. <laughs> if I'm the Grand Master of Life, then you're the Grandfather of Death. <laughs> More like the pawn of all fools, uh, Vito McKenzie on this end. And joining us once more is Mark Raby. Mark, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, it's good yeah. to be back. It's good to have you again. Today we're doing an on tap episode in which we're looking at the topic of new school, new position, new grades, first month. And this is kind of an important topic for all of us because I think this is the first time any teacher in the world this year has started by teaching in the middle of a pandemic. So this is this is new for all of us, right? This is this is a new opportunity for us to discuss what it's like. So let's open it up. I'm I'm uh, I'm really pumped about tonight too because I think one thing that's really interesting um going into today um both we're going to be hearing from mark about new position and stuff but we're all coming into this in in like a really new way because of the global pandemic and mark and the way his board is doing things is different from the way that Vito's board is doing things which is different from the way that my board is doing things so we're going to be getting some pretty unique perspectives on this kind of first month in 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 the pandemic and i actually i was sitting at my desk today and i just kind of realized that because i know we're all in kind of a different phase of how things are going so i i, I think that's going to add a lot of bread to this mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you really think about it, the, one of the big stresses of last year when we all of a sudden had to switch to, you know, distance learning or remote learning or like, hey, a pandemic hit, you're locked down. Everyone was freaking out because they felt like they couldn't be a good teacher anymore. And they're like, I've been teaching for 15 years, 20 years. And one thing I read that was brilliant was like, no, you, you've been teaching in the classroom for 15, 20 years. This is your first year teaching remotely in the middle of a pandemic yeah <laughs> you know, you gotta learn something new and and that's such a good point Vito um everyone was a for is a was a first year teacher everyone absolutely uh Mark let's start with you so your first month new position new grades uh what, what's what's your board doing how are you responding to all of it yeah I mean we're doing uh in class and synchronous and then asynchronous digital and asynchronous non-digital so it's like it's a lot to keep track of um but like it's it's uh it, I mean I really enjoy the grade I really enjoy grade seven and eight um I like going into high school again um so so getting back from kind of coming out of elementary and into high school still technically it's intermediate but like it's it's still I'm it's still within the catch of elementary um I I enjoy being in in the high school building um so that's been that's been a, a change in my position Okay, interesting. I, yeah, absolutely. You were you were doing uh elementary before and you jumped up into still teaching some French, but you mm -hmm. jumped up into a middle school um the seven eights and the nines too? No, just the seven eights. So mm -hmm. I kind of got in with the building with the because I wasn't uh, that long ago where our seven eights weren't uh, technically in the high school buildings, right? Right. That, that change has been uh, relatively that's that's cool. new in Ontario then. Yes, new in Ontario. Is okay. that the way that it is in Alberta? Or? So here, here where I am in in Fort McMurray, yeah. we have uh, we have K to six schools and then seven to nine, uh, seven to twelve schools. But in those seven to twelve schools, seven, eight, and nine are considered middle school. Ten, eleven, okay. twelve is high school. 
Okay, okay. interesting. Yeah, because I know Ottawa had, yeah, I guess, junior high for a while where I'm at and middle school. Um, that was new to me because where I was originally from, it was K to 8 and then 9 to 12 or 9 to OAC, I guess, at that, that time. That's how I grew up too, except I'm a little younger than you. I didn't quite have the OAC. <laughs> uh, thanks for making me feel older. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> So it was a good so, night till you made that comment. <laughs> yeah, show was going great. Not I, no, but but I I I say a little younger than you, and I literally mean that because I was the I was the first year after the cohort. I was the very first year. Um, but but jumping back into what we were saying, so it wasn't just a new position, and it wasn't just coming back. It was coming back with a whole new set of issues and and things we had to be aware of and protocols and procedures. And so um, I'd like us to kind of round table that, but I do want to start with you, Mark. So you're coming into a brand new building, brand new position, brand new grades, and then we have these protocols. Tell me me what that's like and how that's going. Sure. Um, I can tell you that I, I have been impressed with the uh, amount of PPE that they've been giving us. Like the, it's nice that we have the masks, like the, like the medical masks, um, I do my best to, to wear those, but it, it is uh, new rules that we're enforcing too. Right. So mm-hmm. having to enforce those on the yard and having to say like, either you're within, you know, you're, you're physically distancing yourself or you're wearing a mask. Like it's, it's trying to have that as a, as a discussion, but not really as like a, so much as a debate <laughs> like it's more it's more kind of like like it's and how are students responding to that though are, are they pretty good about it or what, what's what's been the deal at your school uh really good about it i would say i mean with like intermittent cases where you know you need a little bit more uh encouragement somehow like just really kind of uh, and, and explaining like just explaining i think that like at the end of the day it's like nobody wants somebody else to get hurt but it's just you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's sort of a, it is a direct way of hurting somebody, but it doesn't feel like a direct way, <laughs> you know? And, I mean? and, and, you know, like every student's coming from a different background too, in a different household with different ideas and opinions on how, what's going on too. So that's a, it can definitely be a tough sell because I know I'm, I'm feeling that pinch as well, Mark, uh, in a, in a really, uh, you know, sometimes I feel when I'm walking class to class that, I, you know, I'm the mask police. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's like, true. you know, yeah. la- in every other year, you know, you know, you walk in class to class and, and you know, you're telling kids to take the hood off, you know, that we're not, yeah. we're not wearing our hoods hats, in school. Hats, and yeah. now it's like, who cares about the hood? Yeah. Get the mask on. You know, if you yeah. want to put a hood on too, put your glasses on. I won't see anything. Um, <laughs> but but no, but put a mustache on there too. Go around yeah. the bank. Come on, have the, have the Groucho Marx mask. Um, but but no, I, you're 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 really making me think here. Um, and then you're so you're you're talking with students who are in the grade seven and eight range. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's still a crew that has like you're talking about recess. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and it, with me recess doesn't exist like in, in high schools you know yeah it's it's, it's lunch see ya um yeah so yeah that's, that's the, really yeah, the art is yeah the art the art the dynamic in the art for sure has changed just because um you know you don't want to necessarily mix cohorts so even like just groups of people that and that's just sort of universal everywhere where and and how like are you cohorting so that like like a class is within its own unit sort of thing. So you're not gonna just like release all the grade seven and eights out 
together necessarily. They'll be in their own cohorts, I guess. That would probably help with contact tracing, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of considerations that that I feel the weight of. Like if because I have I also teach two gym classes, so I'm making personal decisions that not everybody's going into the change room at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah. just like a personal sure. like. No, you're not going to do that because it just makes sense not to. Like and then yeah, in, ter- in well, terms of even if there was no pandemic, it would still probably make sense not to send a bunch of seven eights in the change. Room. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've 50, all been there. Fifty six of you get in there. <laughs> so, and then what's your what's your sanitization protocols as a as a PE teacher? You know, say you're getting the basketballs out. Is that is that like hey five to a net or or what? And then and then after you know you bring the ball in and you have to sanitize. Like talk, uh, bring us through that because. You know, I can't. Yeah. I'm I'm not a PTE teacher myself, but I know what's going on uh, within my building, and and I think I think we have to put a caveat on this entire conversation and say, um, every district, every administrator, mm-hmm. every upper administrator, every you know, everyone is doing their best. I think that's mm-hmm. such an important thing to remember at all levels of this. Um, I was mm-hmm. thinking the other day, uh, and, I, and I said to my uh, principal, I said, you know, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so thankful uh, for what you're doing uh, because you know, you went to university to become a teacher and you became an administrator because you cared so much that you wanted the buildings to run well, and now you're essentially a, an administrator of the pandemic with the demographic that is the hardest to get to listen. Um, mm. And that's not, yeah. a, that's not a, that's not a put down mm. to to students or, or young yeah. people. No, I but, get it. Yeah. But that mm. it, it just, it simply is. So I think that's mm. a caveat that we really want to have throughout this entire conversation. Right, and yeah. I think it's very important that you brought that up, and you 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 hit on a good point there because. As a teacher, you you hear decisions coming down and you can get upset about that. Be like, well, well that's dumb, blah, blah, blah. And, but it's like, you don't know where that decision actually came from or why that decision, why they even arrived at that decision. A lot of times it's way above the pay level of your admin and it's above their pay scale and it's above their authority. And then they're just trying to do their best to make it all work within the confines of a school, especially, um, like you said, with a demographic that isn't always open to just accepting new rules and um, boundaries placed upon them. Yeah. I can put that I'm, politely. I'm so, glad. I'm so glad that you said that, Vito, because that was something that I was crossing my mind today, actually. I was thinking about that a lot because it's really easy to kind of fall into that trap of the, the blame game. You know what I mean? And then like we can we can blame other people for the decisions that they make and then people can blame us for the decisions that we make. And we make a lot of decisions. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be very easy for if something like it's tough to a certain extent. It's just a matter of everybody's working hard right now, and it and it and it sucks right yeah. now. But we have to work hard right now. Like, imagine if the janitors were like, "We don't want to clean harder." I, it'd be impossible. <laughs> like we, we it'd yeah. be impossible. We had, you know, it, it was uh, it was custodians' yeah, day yeah. here, and and I. I yeah. Yeah. More than ever, we, we have to be thankful for our support staffs. Um, yeah, yeah. They're exactly. they're they're literally keeping so us that's, safe. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're holding it together, and you know, on my duty, like I supervise the the cafeteria there, and the students that are in there are our bridge students, the engagement students, like students who, kind of, you know, would fall on the spectrum, or you know. Um, 
kind of that that cohort right there where they need EAs with them at all times. And I look to those uh, EAs, especially those workers and the fact that they have to not only manage the students that they're there with all the time, but try to get them to work in this environment and do it just so I don't want to not to say effortlessly, but with, with such love, like I'm, I'm so amazed, amazed by that. I give a huge nonverbal, like completely on the spectrum. Who you have to like? No, no, keep that mask on. We're, you know, we we'll go to the bathroom together. Oh, you know, you can't give Mister McKenzie a high five, but you can elbow him and, and, and watch these students respond to that. Like it's, it's, it's quite amazing. You can't take anyone for granted at this time. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, um, what I'd like to jump into now, too, um, day one, week one, I'm standing there in front of a class, and I have always been a let's connect type of teacher. I connect. I really want to. I, I really want to connect in terms of my words and my lectures, and. I'm standing there and I'm giving a lecture and I'm telling a story, which, and I always start every course I have with the same two stories. Um, and I say, it's, it's going to be the most important thing I can teach you. Uh, and it's not even really, it, it's, it's definitely part of the course, but it's something that's kind of bigger than that. And I'm telling the story as I always do every year. And I, and it's one of those things where I know you know, as a person who does speaking, I know I get better at it and better at it and better at it. Um, and yet there I am. I'm telling this story and I'm, I'm sharing a part of myself and I'm guiding these students into what I think is one of the most important things that they can learn. And every other year, you know, you're, t you're teaching to your students and you're trying to gauge that reaction by the look on their faces. And you look out into the, into the, the crowd of your classroom and the face is three is 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 a, is two thirds covered with a mask, and you wonder to yourself, you wonder to yourself, am I connecting to this crew? Is this is this class not filling it? It am I am I have I lost it? Am I doing good? Do I need to change? And all these questions start churning up, and you start to have self doubt. And that was something I would say the first week, week and a half to two weeks was the most self-doubt I have had as a teacher since my very first year teaching. Wow. And, and this is coming from a man who just has to look at someone for 10 seconds and he's built rapport with them like that. Like, <laughs> to, to, no, and I, and I appreciate you saying that because it shows your own vulnerability there. Like, I, am I doing this right? Maybe it's me. Like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, you're a veteran teacher who's got his craft down in terms of the narrative that he starts with. You know that those stories inside out, you know how the reaction is going to be. And even you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I have so much self-doubt right now. And I think that's been the, the, the big message from day one, self-doubt. I don't know, Mark, if you've been feeling that. Yeah. And I mean, and it's, and it goes right back. Like the students have, I'm sure experiencing that too. Right. I think it's been, it was probably the two or three weeks before some of the kids ever saw me without a mask on. Like they, like their, their whole, their whole, like sort of perception of me is with with a mask on but it actually what was really what blew me away today and it was kind of laughable like i was laughing at it in my in my mind was just that i had these students do like a thanksgiving play we were like 
they were all doing, I gave them a chance to do choral readings. So they weren't put on the spot. Like they had their voices could blend into everybody else's. And I was like looking out for normally what I would be doing is look at who's reading. Like, but I, I couldn't because everybody was Mr. Rapey is being an inclusive teacher and as such cannot assess. <laughs> Everyone's good. Everyone's good. We got this. 100%. No, and, and you know, I, you know, but going to your start, like I faced a different issue because I volunteered to go to the virtual school this year, virtual academy. So every school needed teachers to kind of step up and do completely remote learning this year. And I felt uh, I transferred schools and grades this uh, this year. And I said, well, you know, I haven't really established myself at this new place yet. So um, let, let's give this remote learning a, a try and I'm going to give it all and see if I can figure it out. And it, at the worst thing that could happen to me at the end of the day is I learned something new. And I remember day one, you know, uh, I guess my students a Google Meet link and, you know, part of our technology agreement is that they didn't have to put their cameras on if they didn't feel comfortable. So day one, class one, all the students log in and I'm all I'm looking at is a bunch of blank squares on a screen and I'm looking at my webcam and I got to start class. <laughs> And you talk about self-doubt at that point. <laughs> and, 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 and to our listeners, this is a guy who I have personally seen captivate a, a group of hundreds of people. <laughs> and he's sitting here in front of a screen with nothing in front of him but names on a black screen. That's it. All I saw were names, and I just looked up at my webcam, and I said okay like let me just go and see what happens with this right like i i for that first half an hour you could hear it i was so unsure of what was going on i'm like do they all just log in roll back to bed are they just watching something else? <laughs> which is what they do now anyway can, they, but. <laughs> can, can you like take attendance like through chat box or something though could they like send a message through chat or well it, uh, it's I, I did attendance based on whether they logged in and, and it's pretty yeah. obvious if they're paying attention or not. And anyways, we go on in this conversation, like I can let you know, we, we got to know each other. We did still manage to build a community in that classroom. It was, uh, it was different, but we still managed to do it. And, and the students ended up within the last week, like they're so comfortable with each other. They're chatting They're they're students from all across the board. It wasn't just one school. It was students from all schools mm. and they're meeting together and they're, and they're supporting each other. They're opening up and we have had some amazing moments. So it's, it, it still worked out to be a good class, but man, that first day, I <laughs> just looking at, I'm, I was like, Oh, I'm just, what thinking. did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did I get myself into? And I don't know. I'm kind of having a bit of a laugh at you in in my in my head here because I know you're teaching some some grade twelve religion, and I know your curriculum has you talking about Emmanuel Levinus and the the, 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 <laughs> the ethics of the face, which um, is my philosophy. That I'm like, this is my guy. <laughs> this is how I built my philosophy on the face of others, and I can't see any of your faces. <laughs> So, so some, some big, some big, uh, some big issues there on on those first startups. Um, now, Mark, you not only had a first startup, but you had in the building, new building, new grades. 
what did you encounter in that first week? Um, it was, it was all, it's always been, uh, the, I think one of the biggest changes next to social media to like all the COVID uh, guidelines is going to be like the, the new sort of technological expectations. So the fact that we're like live streaming a class, like while we're conducting the regular class, like that is a thing that like, is still not normal for me. <laughs> how, how does <laughs> like that we're work? About six weeks in and it's still not normal. I, I have uh, to ask you, how does that work? Because <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm not the brightest man in the world, but to me, yeah. I see like you're teaching and there's like two drone cameras kind of flying around to get angles. That how does it how does it even how does it even work to be to be streaming when you're also like because I mean obviously I'm guessing it's just done through the camera on your personal laptop? Yeah. Uh, so, well, so, yeah, but it, what it is, is is basically like with Microsoft Teams, you can like share your screen. So if I'm like about to do like a video or a presentation with the group, then I could share the screen with mm -hmm. the people online as well. Right. So you're sharing so, the screen, but you're not always doing that. What about when you're what about when you're, you know, doing seat work time and and, and you're um you're shark in the room like uh like yeah. Dr. Glenn Sharp would say. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and you're going around and yet you have a stationary camera looking at one place. Yeah. What's Or when you're talking, <laughs> you're telling a story connected to your content and you're getting yeah. into it and you're moving. Yeah. And yet the camera's still in one place. So does that mean like a student is just sitting in and seeing like blank wall and just hearing stuff? Yeah. I mean, they've been assigned something too. Right. So like the idea is that like the rest of the group is going to be working on a poster project, cue your time to work on the poster project. Like, so, so like, I'm not even necessarily going to like be like, I, I might try to check in as often as I would check in with another student. But, but the thing is, is sort of my personal philosophy is that I, have my personal like responsibility is the safety of 25 26 kids in a room with covid like that's my that's where i when i put my attention and and i can't put my eye too far off the ball in terms of um you know not not making sure that people aren't safe you know what i mean it's like safety first mm -hmm. and then everything else after that so so i'm like i think everybody's doing their absolute best to support everybody along the way yeah. but like when when things get overwhelming i think that to a certain extent you have to prioritize and i'm not necessarily saying i'm prioritizing people in class over the people that are online i'm just my eyes have to be looking at where other people are and making sure that they're not you know potentially infecting or or what like i'm not because i don't know i don't think that covid is in the room necessarily but just that that chance like now i think teaching has a whole other context to it and and especially with that way. age group right you're you're in an age group where you know classroom management is still a very relevant and and real thing especially with those 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 grade 7s who are the, who are the youngest in the building you know grade mm. 7 before uh, before Christmas sometimes is really just grade 6.5 before they've matured into like <laughs> people who, you, you know what I mean? I like that. Um, I like that a lot. In, in uh, terms absolutely. of a maturity a level. Contrast. Yeah. There's a stark contrast between grade seven and grade eight. Absolutely. I, I would definitely say that. And, and uh, so yeah, it's, it is interesting. I'm taking a classroom management AQ right now. Uh, and that was like my safety net. Like I felt like going into this assignment, I was like almost like a free solo <laughs> and i thought like i wanted i wanted some ropes oh. man i wanted some i wanted some ropes <laughs> so, so what a reference but, <laughs> but, there. But, uh, never thought that would happen on the show but hey 
Yeah, but it was it was. Uh, anyways, this course now is it's it's called like classroom management AQ, but really I've I've come to learn that it's a time management AQ because <laughs> it's like you need to have it into the instructor and then get feedback and then post it in the discussion with the modified modifications on the feedback. So like you got to make sure that you're doing that, you know. So it's just that's that I just I I don't think I when I signed up for the course I don't think I knew about all this other stuff that we're gonna have to do with teaching because now it's like it's a lot. So, you but, know, you're, uh, you're echoing something that, dare I say, 100% of our guests have said it, planning, 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 planning. Um, <laughs> that, oh, and, and it's it, like, it, and it doesn't matter whether and, and it's that age group or grade 12 or yeah. grade eight or, or grade kindergarten, four or kindergarten, like you, you've really got to be on the ball there's no there's day. no days off yes. anymore there's no there's no taking the back seat anymore yeah, so there's, 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 even even that whole get to oh we're gonna just put on this movie and, and well i sit here and try to wake up like that that that, that, didn't, that didn't happen anymore no. you know no. like that that's it should be happening but uh you know no one's no one's getting out of this one scot-free like that's for sure so I'll jump in. Oh, I'll jump sure. in now and 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 talk kind of about uh, so so I, um, I guess it was maybe the second or the end of the second, maybe the end of the third week of of the school year. Um, I was deemed a close contact, and my uh, one of my classes was deemed close contact, and therefore we were um, sent to isolate. Um, for uh, X number of days. Um, and, and, you know, some of the issues regarding uh, that, are again, this is beyond the scope and the, and the, the control of the school. Um, but, you know, you find out on day, this day, that you've been a close contact. And then the person who ended up having it couldn't get their testing for five days, couldn't get their results for another few days. So you find out I've been a close contact, but I was a close contact 10 days ago. Um, and so I have to isolate now cause I found out and I found out something. So I'm almost at the end of my isolation period. So I, I was a close contact. And again, that's something like, how's the school supposed to know any of that? School has no control over testing. School has no control over any of that. School's doing their best to keep everybody safe, but it, it, it introduced a new, uh, set of challenges and, and opportunities. So I was deemed a close contact. My class was deemed a close contact, but only one of my classes was a close contact. My first block class. In my fourth block class, there were some people in it who were deemed close contacts because of other classes they were in. Excuse me. But not all of them. So I had one whole class that was out and I'm Google meeting with them. And so that's no problem. They're signing into the Google Meet or not, and we're doing class how we did when we went offline. And then I have another class where there's some students still in the classroom, some on the Google Meet. And so I'm Google Meeting, and in the classroom, there's a big face on the board at the front on the Promethean board, and there's kids in there. Then I started to show symptoms. So my you know, it, it would, it would have been two days and then back became, I had to get tested. I had to do the full isolation. Uh, um, so 
my classes go back, I'm still teaching uh, via Google Meet. However, I'm having subs come in and just project me on the board so I can still teach my class. I can still be there with them, giving them lectures, assigning the work, being there to answer questions. But they're at the school. I'm at home. So that was a whole uh, interesting set of challenges because on one hand, I have my emergency sub plans. I have 14 sub plans for every class that I have uh, on the hopefully not, you know, knock on wood, hopefully not that I would need to use them. But when I'm well enough to teach and I'm working from home and in my duties as a chaplain, still doing all that stuff, I still want to teach and I still want to engage with my students. And so I'm the face on the screen. Hopefully, you know, that you can turn the computer around in the in the building so I can see everyone. I can see things. But if I can't hear, they have to relay the message to the person sitting at the computer. They ask the question. I say it. And so then what I was doing was teaching live, assigning work via Google, uh, Google uh, classrooms. And then when the lecture series part was done, getting them to work, I'm signing off, but staying on the chat so that I can answer questions. <laughs> so so, I'm, just, I'm just laughing right now. This, this is just like crazy. And, and, and by no fault of anyone. Well, and that's the thing. And, and, a lot of that was my choice. Had I have just sent in sub plans every day, that would have been completely, completely fine. It's not like I was forced to do this, but I'm feeling good. I want to be with my class. We're on a roll. We're doing good. We're growing. We're connecting. That initial self-doubt is gone. I don't want to be stuck at home. I remember it was 8.15 in the morning. 8.15 in the morning. I got the, the message that I was negative and I was able to go back to work. I got my classes working on something. Had the sub. I talked to the sub who's sitting there and I said, hey, I'm going to get them working on this. And then I'm going to come in because I was so ready to rock. And I think that's something that I, I can't see. I would say hundred percent of teachers this year will, will experience maybe not how I had that, but a hundred percent of teachers this year through no one's fault are going to be on part of that kind of, what do I do now? I have to isolate. I may not be sick. How am I going to keep things going? Well, you're hitting some really big points here, and we can probably open up like a few conversation threads on that one, which is, you know, where, where does this lead us really in education then? Like if we're going through all those hoops because we, we love our classes, we want to be there, we want to build that community with our students, you want to uh, take what you've established and keep going with it, like, uh, is uh, the way education looks right now, does that have to change? Um, and the other thing that we're, we're looking at right now as well is, you know, what's, what is our preferable outcome? Like, we're not going to get a vaccine anytime soon and just call it quits. That's the, I, I think we're hopelessly optimistic about that. Uh, I, I always said that the game changers when we can have rapid testing where you can on site five minutes, yep, no, you're negative or you're good. Yep. Go back in. Like to me, that's the game changer. Um, Cause that, that but we're not there yet so what does this mean for education like maybe is the way we're doing education like we always say education needs to change evolve whatever and so many so many great teachers are pushing the boundaries of what you can do in a classroom and, and how you can leverage digital tools but uh, what does this mean for our classrooms now like looking at the situation you find yourself in does it need to change you know that's a really tough question I, because it's 
we've we all went through the off-site learning and I, I i've not talked to one person who have said yeah that was perfect and it worked really good and there was no problems at all um that just hasn't been the conversation Mark, you were going to jump in there. Yeah, I stole your thunder. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I, I just, I, I do worry a little bit about um, it spiraling out of control. Like, in terms of now with technolo- uh, technology being available all the time, like, with children being homesick, the expectation could be that you're logging in and doing a full school day. Or if kids are at home for a snow day or whatever, then the expectations you're going home and doing, like, a full school day. Like, just in terms of, like, just mental health even like just the fact that it's like on always now like that that would be my my worry is that if it's if it's constantly on then it could seem like a lot do you know what i mean wow okay that that's huge right there i i love that because that's one issue that uh, you know that has been dragging on mental health we talk about the constant connection and and rampant cell phone use and, and social media and all that stuff and the addiction to the screen really right now and and kind of the drama of whatever is going on in the world I, and yeah mark that's a huge point like the, the the fact that you can't turn it off like the, what does that do to us well and what, what are the new expectations you know what i mean it really just comes to what is what is, what is now expected so if you're at home it's not really like you're still you're still expected to be putting in a full school day you know what I mean? And I guess, and we kind of have to measure the level of sickness <laughs> to, to a certain extent. <laughs> and, <laughs> and to me, one of the big issues is in school, in a face-to-face situation, for a, for a trained educator, it is very, very easy to see the student who has the work ethic, the student who is grinding, the student who is there every day, the student who is putting in the effort, the student who is going above and beyond um, so that they can have the grades, so that they can have the, uh, so they can meet their own personal goals. But what does it mean when we go off site and, you know, our lectures are recorded and then posted in the stream? What does it mean for the student who's not in class, who's not engaging with the class, who's not doing anything, but can still produce on the summative assessment, the 90%. Mm. You know, what mm. does that mean in terms of the hidden curriculum, in terms of the skill building? What does that mean in terms of the relationship building, in terms of the social aspect? Um, you know, are we going to start seeing people who have a 99% knowledge base and a 0% social base. Um, I think there's a huge, that's, I think that's, that's an area that's going to need to be really addressed in terms of the digital age of education. Um, And then that, again, that pushes to a lot of this stuff that we've talked about in terms of accountability and, uh, and participation, you know, Uh, I guess that's kind of one of the areas I see. And again, the struggle I have with and, and other teachers who are doing the virtual learning with me this year, now that we actually, you know, have a kind of unified force on how we're delivering it, because you mentioned like no one liked that remote learning in the pandemic because it was just makeshift building it as the plan as we fly kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. And that's still kind of happening this year as well, because it's the first time that, you know, we're doing full remote schools. 
Um, but the one issue that we run into as teachers in the virtual academy is, you know, students log in in the morning. And uh, what my big community building thing is, is I, as, as I verbally say good morning to every single student who comes in the, in the, the chat room. Um, and, and they always respond. And it's, it's really nice. But you can always tell who's paying attention and who's not. So let's say, okay, you're going on your work. You're doing this. Hey, can I just talk to you for a second? Here's what it is. And somebody asks a question, you answer it. And so there's that synchronous time. And after you answer a question, you know, always get that student who jumps back in and be like, oh, sorry, I missed that. What, what, what was going on? Or, yeah, the mic drop. The mic drop. Or a student is finally ready to say something. They've been building up the courage. And then all of a sudden, it's... <laughs> Yeah. Vito, you're on point, man. You're on point. You're smart. You're a good guy. Uh, no, it's just it's just observe it. That's 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 all I'm trying. I'm trying to be, and, and really, it's like we're trying to serve our students here. We're like, what's the best for them? And yeah. So here's what I want to. Oh, you keep going. I was about to wreck your words. You keep going. Wreck my word? No, I just it's 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 frustrating as well because. You know, for the first two weeks, I was literally 5.30 in the morning till 11 at night. And, you know, that that was just running every day for for, for doing that between the, the schooling, the family, and just trying to put together something as, as we're learning a new platform and we're doing things. And, and, and I always wonder, is this really in the benefit of all? I think about... You know, one of the things I, I kind of played with the idea was like, oh, imagine if we can have artificial intelligence that can have reactive uh, learning for students. They sit in a computer and they go through lessons and the AI can kind of gauge their weaknesses and strengths and, and start to um, build those skills where they're weak and really like kind of reactive AI, which is kind of like the golden thing. Well, it turns out that uh, I think Facebook and people there developed something like that and they test piloted that in the States. And it was so bad. Like teachers that sat on the sidelines of the classroom watching the students do this. And students were getting so frustrated because all they were doing is sitting in front of the computer. They're getting headaches. They hated it. They were throwing their laptops. Like they did not like that at all. Like this is supposed to be technologically the future. So, you know, I, I, I'm looking at what's ahead. I'm like, you know, what still matters is that personal connection. Mark, you hit that too. Like I, I, I worry about the mental health of our students. I really do. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we, yeah. we've, uh, we've talked a good deal about, about what it's been like. Uh, <laughs> I, I, my final point kind of in the, in the, I, I don't want to say struggles cause I don't see these as struggles. I see them as like the growing pains of the new, I hate, Oh, you know, I hate the word new normal, but the growing pains. Of <laughs> um, I changed offices uh, this year and my office was in the prime location for where I should be, for what I do. It was in a location that students could access, that staff could access. It was in the best possible location. However, there was one thing that could happen that would make it not the best location, a global health pandemic. <laughs> and that's what we got. And so this, I had this wonder and, and, and a lot of other, someone even came to me and said, that should be your office because everyone would have access to you. But now with like, you know, that being aware of doors, being aware of things like that, it, it it's still a great, great location, but it isn't utilized the way it could be. But I want to switch gears here because oh. I want to talk for just our last little bit here about the things that are awesome that we're seeing. 
Um, mm. we've, we've touched on a lot of them in our conversation and talking about our experiences. Um, but I just want to say we are seeing the, the connection and the compassion of student to student, I think, in a way we've never seen. I think we've seen student, students helping students and students being supports for each other in a way that is unprecedented. I, uh, I look out into a classroom of learners all wearing masks, and yet they're little teams. They're little teams that are there for each other, that are supporting each other. When one of them is out and, and it's an extended period of time, they're supporting each other, they're contacting each other, they're being there for each other. Um, and then let's talk about the creativity of teachers and the creativity of our administrators. Uh, wow. So what's some positives that you've seen, Mark? What are some things that have really like made you say, wow, these people are amazing? Um, honestly, I guess, like you said, I think just that everybody, um, sort of understanding and, and going along with, uh, things that, you know, a year ago would seem absurd. Like imagine, imagine like in the, uh, fall of last year, telling everybody that in order to play this game of soccer, you all have to wear a mask while, you know, like in, inside playing a game of soccer, like nobody would be willing to do that. Like nobody would be willing to do that. And now it's like, it's kind of crazy if you aren't. So, so seeing, seeing that everybody adopt this new sort of cultural symbol almost like it, it, it's, it is new. It's a new thing. It's a good to way our of putting culture. it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like a new thing to our culture and everybody's basically having to adopt it. And so seeing everybody do that, I think, is uh, is positive. Is is positive to see it uh, when when they're following it for sure. I like that. I like that a lot. I, I know, even though I'm teaching remotely, I, I'm still required to be at, physically at my school, and so they they put me in a portable and and I'm kind of alone by myself there. But what's what's neat is that teachers, uh, I'm watching their creativity and what they're doing. And what's amazing is that they take the opportunity to bring their students outside and go for a walk and just, just go take breaks. I'm like, oh, like that, that must be so nice. Like just everyone gets a break. They can go outside, they can chat um, outside. Cause it's, you know, usually it's that in between time of classes where students like running and like blah, blah, blah. I'm going to bring up the class and running here and there and teachers are trying to use the bathroom in that like five minute time there. And, and to see students out there talking to each other, enjoying the their time. And then, like you said, Mark, this cultural symbol adopting that coming back into school, and they they put their masks on, and even your your heavy hitters will will get in there and be like, "Oh well, crap, I, I forgot my mask," and and, and put the mask on, and, and 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 be part of that. And you know, I walk by the classrooms where students are working in, and you just see them sit sitting there with their masks on silently, paying attention. Uh, it's just unbelievable to, to, to see that everyone's getting on board. Uh, I know in, and, in, the, in the virtual, the compassion you, you talked about, Chris, like I'm so amazed uh, students willing to put their vulnerability out there. And that we had one class where one student shared kind of her scars and um, I wasn't expecting that. But I kind of opened up the environment where it could happen. And other students started to share their kind of pains in life. And what ended up happening is all the students rallied around each other. They said, oh, man, like, 
with you, you're so strong for mentioning that. One one of the guys in my class even said, like, if you're not reacting to this, you don't have a heart. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got no heart. I love it. And and you know, uh, as educators, there was nothing more humbling than that first class and looking at students who were so happy to be back at school to be back at school um i, I hey you know I, I don't think there's anything that as an educator as educators we could be more proud than creating a space where where students were longing to be there and that's 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 the teachers that's the supports that's the admins and that to me was just showing like you know how proud we were to be able to bring them home um wow but you know what time it is Vito. it's time for it is the pulsing points it is the pulsing points extravaganza tonight my friends we were on tap tonight with mark raby and mark is a legend mark is he's been all over the world he has taught um in in taiwan he's been to china he is a guy who uh he's a wonderful educator and he shared today so many amazing things we we're so happy to have him on the on tap um but what i really got from tonight from mark and from Vito, because like if you want to talk about beings out of greek mythology well Vito's beat them all up and taken their lunch money um but you know what here's the thing Number one, everyone's doing their best from the top of the pay scale all the way to the bottom. Everyone is doing their best. Um, support staffs are superheroes. Um, we're all experiencing some self-doubt. Everybody at every level, we're experiencing that. Planning has become even more important than it was. Boards, upper admin, admin, teachers, support staff, Every single one of those people love their students and love their staff. Personal connections matter and will always matter. And finally, my friends, the big Pulse and Point showstopper is that teachers will always step up to the challenges that are put in front of them, even if it's a global pandemic. I love it. I love it. Mark, thanks so much for coming back. It was, it was great to have you back. Really Anytime. Back. Yeah, thank you. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. checked out that episode with Mark, you really should go go back to that. Now that was episode. I was. I want to say uh, five. Five episode five with Mark Raby. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad to see you guys, and I'm glad to see you're doing well and keep staying well. And you know, good luck with the gig. It sounds like you've uh, you know you've sort of figured it out, but I'm sure there's always so much. It's going to change next month. He's got to figure it up all the way until tomorrow well, the gig is you do one course, you do one course a month until it's over and then you do the next course so we'll see how it goes another spin spin all right well uh thank you christopher Poulsen, who's also brought up some amazing points and you know i beat up the greek the greek gods but then chris turned them into roman gods and, and beat me up so <laughs> i'll never win <laughs> So join us next week when we're going to be talking with Ben Lear about the challenges of teaching inclusively while being a person of extreme privilege. So that's going to be the topic we're tackling next week. A huge, huge uh, topic right now. And thank you for joining us this week on the Unapologist podcast. Join us next week. when We'll talk with great people, learn new ideas, 
and tell the story of teaching as it happens. This is Vito and Chris signing off. Podcast.